Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. On May 3rd, 2019, live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. And of course, with us because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com, and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, Kelly, how are you doing today? It, it's a beach life kind of weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, here comes the advertisement early. Uh, good morning and yeah. happy Friday, Jackie and Joe. Happy Friday. We love, happy we love Friday. the Fridays. Uh, this is such a transformative event. I... I I just scarcely understand how it will play out over the next several years and how it will change and and how people respond to it. But I can tell you, we, Jackie and I, know now that this is in good hands. Denise uh, Ingram is an amazing uh, talent for for Irwin. Irwin, Irwin. Denise Irwin. Irwin, she's an amazing talent for for. Promoting and and producing. Uh, obviously, Alan Sanford knows what he's doing when he hires people. Yeah, she was terrific. She she was she was a great guest yesterday, and uh, literally we covered everything because there's a lot of moving parts to this event this weekend. She covered every aspect right. of it, um, and we're gonna we got to move on to Kelly because we got we got a lot to talk about today. But before we do, I just want to mention all three days starting today at 11 a.m. I'll be live streaming the the entire Beach Life Festival on my website. Uh, each day, yeah. if you just go to the daily blog, the the streaming the player is up, and starting at eleven o'clock this morning, you just hit the play button, watch live, and it couldn't be any easier. And it's going to be up all three days on the daily blog page on my website. So uh, that's all I have to say. Uh, for those people who have no idea what you guys are talking about, do you want to tell them what Beach Life Festival is? Oh, good idea. Good idea. Uh yeah, at this point I just uh, at this point I just assumed everybody knew. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's a 3-day festival It's taking place at uh, uh, the Marina in Redondo Beach, uh Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um being produced by St. Rock, which is our live music venue in Hermosa Beach, one of our live music venues in Hermosa Beach. Um headliners uh tonight Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead. Tomorrow, uh, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. Uh, Sunday night headliner is Willie Nelson. 
They're going to have three stages and and 40 bands playing uh, all day long. Mm-hmm. There's it, it's it's going to be something. If if any if you've driven by on Harbor Drive the last few days, you've seen the whole setup. The stage is huge, huge. Uh, the, mm-hmm. They have the high tide mm-hmm. stage, the stage, the low low tide stage, and the rip tide stage. The rip tide stage is going to be all local acts, and the other two mm-hmm. stages are the big national acts. So. Uh, gonna be big, you know. They're gonna. They have a craft beer tent. They have a wine tent. They're gonna have a game area, uh, at, like an arcade uh, video game truck. Uh, they, and mm-hmm. they and they thought of they thought of everything. They have ADA platform viewing, um, VIP mm-hmm. captains lounge, cabanas. Gonna be all sorts of stuff. They've uh, art an art uh, area. There'll be live art demos. And and I believe art for sale, so um, you know I you know and I think there are still tickets available, single day tickets. So if you're interested, mm-hmm. beachlifefestival.com, beachlifefestival.com. Thank you. I think there are people you know, who have no idea what it is. It's a first year event, and I agree with you. It's mm-hmm. going to be fantastic, and it's quite phenomenal that it's mm-hmm. coming to our. Little South Bay, um, little fabulous slice of mm-hmm. South Bay here, but um, it, people are all abuzz about all the music and the talent that's coming. But uh, also, mm-hmm. you know, um, I want to encourage people: uh, carpool, Uber, mm-hmm. walk, ride your bike, because <laughs> as you know, Jackie, as you get down to that area, there's nowhere to park. So I know they have shuttles. I don't know where they're going to and from exactly. I haven't looked at that route, but um, they I'm have one coming. They they have a shuttle coming from Manhattan Beach. They have a shuttle coming from Riviera Village. They have a shuttle from someplace in Hermosa and a little bit inland in Redondo. I I don't remember the exact areas, but there are four separate shuttles and they're free. They're free. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. It'll be exciting. It'll be exciting to hear all the feedback next week after people yeah. Yeah. Uh, regain their voices and, and are able to <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Super. I love our little area here. Mm-hmm. It's so fantastic. It's going to be happening. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Manhattan Beach. Um, the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce this week hosted a town hall chamber business style with the city council. We had um, a fantastic uh, event Wednesday evening at the West Rift Autograph Collection, which is the old Marriott facility. People still don't um, always know the name uh, recognizably. And we had about 100 people in the room with the city council and department heads and other city staff talking about business issues, what it takes to own and run a business in Manhattan Beach, what are the you know positives? What are some of the hurdles? What can we do to be more business friendly? What we can do to make the business climate um, more you know economically viable? And it was really a wonderful constructive conversation where uh, the guests were able to dialogue with city council and city staff in a you know semi-formal setting because when you're at a council meeting, you can present a question or a comment, you know, during public comment, but the council can't actually dialogue with you at that time unless you are formally on the agenda as like an agenda item. So it was really a a wonderfully constructive conversation, and everybody who was there um, got a lot out of it, and um, we will be doing, I think, more of these down the road and, um, you know, just giving people different type of access to their city council and all the wonderful, you know, programs that um, we have to offer. So um, it was it was really fantastic. And I just want to say thank you to the city of Manhattan Beach for allowing us to do that and giving us all your time too. very, very important. Um, so I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting I, I know I shared this with you before we went live, but I am currently slightly distracted. I'm watching online. Um, our there's a program within the Chamber of Commerce called the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. And this is an international program. Um, that is uh, run via mostly chambers of commerce um, throughout the country and other uh, nonprofits um, around the world. And it is a program that uh, empowers young students, typically middle school through high school age. Um, The average age is probably like freshman, sophomore in high school for the most part. And it's a seven-month program 
uh, that is facilitated between the Chamber of Commerce and local instruction. And they take about 25 students who apply for the program and are accepted. And throughout the seven months, um, they develop um, an idea for a product or a program, a business. They develop a business plan. They develop a logo, a marketing plan. Uh, they do presentations kind of Shark Tank style, and they get investors. And there's a lot of uh, local business leaders who work with them to help guide them and uh, mentor them throughout the program. We just had our investor panel kind of Shark Tank, local Shark Tank, about three weeks ago, um, this week, the students just graduated, and the mayor and local dignitaries were there to help them, you know, uh, acknowledge them and graduate. And we have two ladies who were um, given or awarded the, what's called the Sanders, uh, the Saunders Award. And the Saunders Award is within the Young Entrepreneurs Academy program, and it's basically your local winner uh, dubbed by the, uh, the Shark Tank investors. And then they go on to Rochester, New York, and represent, in this case, the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. Um, it was it's two ladies from Miracosta High School, Maddie Driscoll and Maya Fabrizio, and they have developed a company called Supply Success, and it's a kind of curating um, school supplies and then donating them into uh, kind of underprivileged uh, districts in the area that don't have enough funding to purchase all the necessary school supplies. And I, right at this moment, they are in Rochester, New York, presenting they presented about 15 20 minutes ago and they are within what's called panel number two and i think right now if i'm watching correctly um one of the last presentations is happening and then they're going to open up a final comments and then they're going to open up a text to vote uh for the semifinalists within this panel and then all the semifinalists from all the panels throughout the day will compete again for like the grand prize the grand prize is scholarship money um, for these young entrepreneurs and students uh, to continue on obviously um, with their business but then also um, college scholarships so i'm very excited about it and it happens to be happening right as we are on air right now which is um, the timing is serendipitous for their panel but if i kind of break in mm -hmm. and give give you um, a phone number to text and vote to. I don't have that phone number right now. They kind of put it on the screen uh, during that moment. Um, please, you know, you can uh, take your phone and just do a quick text there. They are group number two within this panel. So number two will be the, the key number here. But as soon as I have that phone number, I'm going to announce it. And I might have to break in uh, midway with our mm. guests, depending on when this is announced. But I think it's eminent probably in the next five or ten minutes here. So very exciting. In the meantime, wait, in, in the meantime, Kelly, give us the yes. give us the website you're watching. Give us the URL well, the, that so Yeah, it's can, kind of it's a, well, it's a little long, but um it's okay, are you ready? Um it's well, US how can Yeah, well, what can people okay. Google? Yeah, um, here, let's see here. Um, Jack, if I text you the URL, can you put it up on the screen? Is that possible? Um, no, well, Maybe there's not. no, there's no, okay. no, not, not here. Yeah, not, not now. No, okay. no, not now. So it's, um, okay, that's fine. I'm trying to figure out a way. So the, because it's, it's a usstream.tv link. It's kind of long. There's no, I mean, I, I'm not responsible for all of this, but it's YEA. USA.org. If you go to YEAUSA.org right now on the home page, it will pop up and it's called Saunders Scholars. S A U N D E R S and then the Scholars. Um, and okay. it will pop up and you can hit live stream. You'll see it there. And that's probably the best okay. way to access it. Um, again, All right, that's I'm perfect. Playing it. Yeah, anyways. Okay, so enough of that. I know we want to get into our guests. There's a lot of other things happening with the well, chamber, but I don't want you'll to break, you'll, you'll break in with the number. You know, if I people will. want to watch yeausa.org. Uh, .org. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you want to see what's going on, they're coming up on it. Go to that. Otherwise, uh, Kelly will, you know, jump in with the number when it, once it comes up. So, yeah. Yeah, they're breaking out the okay. judges right now. I'm watching it. So it's probably just going to be a few minutes, and then I'll give you the phone number. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. In the meantime, Joe, shall I shall I get to my to the introduction? <clears throat> Jackie, who are our guests today? Okay. 
Okay, our guests this morning, we have returning guests, Valerie Hill and Lynn Gross from the Roundhouse Aquarium. Now, Valerie Hill is the Administrative Director and Education Specialist for the Roundhouse Aquarium. She began there in 2003 as a volunteer and worked her way up to paid part-time staff and eventually became the co-director in 2007. Now, before joining the Roundhouse team, Valerie honed her teaching skills as an outreach educator for the Cabrillo Marine Aquarium, a teaching, assistant, a teaching assistant at Long Beach State, a tutor through the University of San Diego, and a swim instructor in Albuquerque, where she grew up. Valerie studied phytoplankton at CSULBI. I always have trouble with that <laughs> word, uh, where she earned her MS degree uh, in 2008. Now, phytoplankton phytoplankton, phytoplankton, and seaweed remain her her favorite topics to teach at the Roundhouse. She loves sharing her passion for the ocean with students and visitors, Uh, and in 2014, Valerie switched to a part-time schedule to allow her to focus some of her time at home educating the Roundhouse's youngest volunteers, her two kids. Now, Lynn Gross is the immediate past president of the Roundhouse Aquarium Board of Directors, She joined the board in 2009 after retiring from a career as a college professor and TV producer. One of the projects she has undertaken for the aquarium is to research its history and publish a book about its early days during the 70s and 80s. Lynn and her husband, Paul, have lived on the Strand in Manhattan Beach for 55 years, and she believes in giving back to the community she has been involved or on the board of over 20 organizations. Now, this morning, we'll catch up with what's going down at the Roundhouse these days, including the recent makeover, as I'm calling it, uh, and the uh, 7th Annual Fun Run, which is going to take place on May 11th. Valerie Lynn, welcome back to the program. We're so glad you could join us this morning. And it would be good. It would be good to have your mics on. Valerie Valerie Lynn, how are, how are you this morning? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> how are you? Fine. Glad to be here. <laughs> that, that was uh, wonderful. Bump up. Okay. Yeah, Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Can can yes. I jump in? Uh, I told I knew this would happen. Of course, right? Uh, Valerie and Lynn, I apologize. I want to give you that text to vote number because oh, they're only allowing about four minutes of texting to vote. Um, so again, they just announced it. The Young Entrepreneurs Academy, our two local representatives that are back in Wachester, New York, representing us. Um, If anybody's listening, you can text the number two. So text two to this number, 503-272-6822. So, again, that's text the number two because they are group number two to 503-272-6822. 6822, literally as we are speaking, they um, they open up the voting for just you know two to five minutes. I don't have that exact number, but I know it's a quick vote, and this is for the People's Choice Award in panel number two for the young entrepreneurs. We have our two ladies, Maddie Driscoll and Maya Fabrizio, representing us. They would love you to text and do that quickly before we continue on with the show. So uh, Quick, you, quick, everybody, everybody, everybody quick. text to... Text two to five zero three two seven two six eight two two. Do it now. Do it now. Yes. Thank you. Okay, we got it. Okay. <laughs> Re- represent represent Manhattan Beach. Woohoo! Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Val, uh, Val and Lynn. I just wanted to get that in because I just announced it, of course, right as they were, as Jackie was announcing you. So we're good to go. Everybody, text away, and then we can carry on. Okay. Yeah, no worries. We love to support our local students too. So hopefully everybody got their texts in before it closes. And I imagine both of you have probably come across the two students because any money bet they've been in the Roundhouse Aquarium. I'm sure they have. Uh Yes. Yeah, we have a very good volunteer program. So. All right, Joe. Well, here we are. That aquarium. I just saw uh, recently, I saw uh, a video of uh, the aquarium. Uh, My wife and I were there just uh, uh, about a a week and a half, two weeks ago. The the renovation is so beautiful. Uh, Lynn, let's start with you. I mean, this is is a long time coming. 
Um, yes, it took about uh, a little over three years, but you know it's a construction right. project, so <laughs> you have little <laughs> things happen along the way, and and actually it it came together rather quickly considering how complex it was. Right, right. When when did the Roundhouse Aquarium begin? It began a, in the nineteen uh, in, in the nineteen seventies. There were six people who kind of just came together um, and started it. It was a it was a difficult start because um, the this is hard to imagine. But in the nineteen seventies, the pier was a very dangerous place it was it, we had children living at this that point and we didn't let them go out there because there were some motorcycle gangs that had taken it over and then there were nasty things happening out there but these six people saw the roundhouse as a place that could be used to teach children about the ocean and the environment out there and they they persevered. I have to say that's what happened because um, the, the the city fathers didn't particularly want this kind of thing out there. They wanted a restaurant, but they couldn't get any of the restaurant people to to agree without you know things they didn't want to do. So they kind of got it by default, and and they were called mm. into this meeting and and just said, okay, you can put your whatever you call it out there, but keep the place locked and clean. So that's really mm-hmm. how it started. So so there were a couple of restaurants that were tried out there, weren't there? I mean, it wasn't just one. It was a number of different <laughs> uh, types of businesses that they tried out there. Of course, uh, people fish, and so there was a, a bait yeah, and tackle. That, it and was, a, yeah, it, it was very successful <laughs> In the 20s and the 30s, there were restaurants and cafes out there that were very successful because there were a lot of fish, and uh, so there were a lot of people fishing out there. But then the fish went away because they were overfished, and uh, Mm. then that's when things started to go downhill. Well, how, how old mm-hmm. is that structure? How old is how old is that structure? Or, how, or was it built originally when the pier was built? How old? How yeah, old uh, the pier was built in 1920, and then the roundhouse mm-hmm. was put out there in 1921. But it's not the same building that was out there in 1921. Mm-hmm. It's had uh, several major remodels, but always going back to the same look that it had in mm-hmm. the 1920s. Mm-hmm. But the it, in mm-hmm. the 1990s, it was totally scraped and, and re, rebuilt. So um, it's it's the same concept and, the, the you know, the same tenets, so to speak, but uh, it had, the, the building has been updated, certainly. It's, it's a very bad environment out there. You're sort of sitting in the ocean, and, and the salt just eats away at everything. So you can't have something that lasts from 1920 till now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. When we, when we visit the Roundhouse Aquarium, there, there's a touch tank, there's there's uh, other educational uh, videos that you can watch. Valerie, give us a sense for those people, I don't know who they are, but those people that have never uh, experienced it, give us a sense of what you're going to see when you visit the Roundhouse Aquarium. Sure. Most of our animals are local. They're native to the Santa Monica Bay there where we're situated. So, of course, our favorites mm-hmm. are the touch tank the sea stars, sea hmm. urchins. If you're lucky, you can kiss a sea cucumber for seven years of good luck. <laughs> um, we've got some of our smaller shark species, leopard shark, horn shark, and swell shark. Uh, one of my favorite hmm. animals is our state fish, the Garibaldi. Very easy to see because it's that bright orange fish. We also have a younger Garibaldi. When they're younger, they have blue polka dots on them. Um, and it's because they're not very nice to each other. So those blue polka dots tell the other grown-up Garibaldi, don't pick on me, I'm still learning, I'll figure it out. Um, And then when those dots go away, they're allowed to get picked on by each other because they should have learned by now. Um, We've also got some 
some animals that are great at camouflage. We've got our pipefish, seahorses. Right now we have some octopus eggs that we're knock on wood hoping will hatch. Um, we'll see how many we get and if they come out, but we're we're really hoping those will do well. Um, our other wait, really wait, cute wait, little wait, you, tiny guys. Wait, 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 go back octopus to the octopus eggs. Yes, <laughs> octopus eggs. They lay eggs. Um, they're actually one of the better mothers of the ocean. They they hang out near the eggs, kind of swish water around them, make sure nothing gets them, um, and then hopefully they hatch out and we'll have teeny tiny little babies. Okay, we're wait, not a hundred percent sure <laughs> what's going to happen, okay. but we're hopeful. <laughs> we well, found well, them okay. out in the water, in the in the oh, wild, that's, that's so a, we can't that's... guarantee what's going to happen to them. Okay, well that right. was my next question. Um, did you? purposely put a male octopus and a female octopus in the tank and hope for the best or or did she come to you already you know with a bun in the oven i was so 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 you just have the eggs you found the eggs in the wild yes we did so we're we're hopeful that they will turn turn into teeny tiny little baby octopi okay so how does that work i mean uh, do you have were, were there divers out that discovered them, or, is it, or do they do they lay them in tide pools? I mean, how does that work? I've heard of I've heard of the uh, I, I know what turtles do with their eggs, but I have no idea what octopus do with their eggs. Yeah, most animals try to be a little bit protective, um, so they're usually kind of hidden uh, in between rocks or you know under a rock or somewhere near semi-protected area um, for an octopus. We have um, some other animals like our horn sharks and our swell sharks. They also lay eggs. They try to either tangle them up in seaweed to camouflage. Most things try to make sure they're not going to get seen or, or attacked. So we were very lucky to find those. We had some other animals in the aquarium that did start reproducing in their tank. And those are our moon jellies. So right now we also have baby moon jellies that you can see upstairs in the aquarium. So moon jellies are, are interesting. They're related to sea anemones. So when the babies start out, they almost look like little sea anemones. Uh, and they stick to the side of the tank, and then they pop off and start kind of floating around. And the, the word for that is little ephyra. And so we can squeeze them out with a little turkey baster and move them to a safer little tank, and you can actually watch those growing up right now in the aquarium. Oh, but those, that, are, those are one of our coolest things <laughs> right now, the little baby is, jellies. Okay, so they're jellyfish. They're jellyfish. They yes. start out looking like a sea anemone, but they actually grow into a jellyfish. Yes. Their life cycle is pretty interesting. Um, and we have so, a, you know, a little diagram up there to walk everyone through the the jelly life cycle because we do want to, you know, focus on education and show people what they're looking at, make sure we can explain it to them. So it's a pretty exciting time right now at the aquarium. We love when, when we get little tiny surprise babies. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. Um, what is the gestation period for these little uh, octopus or octopi eggs? Uh <laughs> I, and then, okay, so that's one question. And when, when do we think they'll, you know, uh, pop out of that little egg? And when that happens, like, how teeny are they? Like an inch? How how big are they, Val? Um, they are, I would say, le definitely less than an inch. I am the worst at things like sizes and depth perception and estimating. So I'm going to go with a quarter of an inch. But if you Google it and I'm way off, it is because I am really bad at guessing sizes. <laughs> so don't do be mad if you're like, it said it's a tenth of an inch. But they're they're super teeny tiny. <laughs> a lot of things um as far as hatching really depends on the water temperature. Um we've we found with our shark eggs, for example, if we have them in a really, really cold tank, they might take almost a year to hatch. If we have them in a slightly war warmer tank, it might take eight months to hatch. So whoa, whoa, the water whoa, temperature whoa, whoa, whoa. plays a big role in growth. Wait a minute. A shark egg takes eight months to hatch? Yes. They they wow. stay in there and, and grow until they're ready. 
We had a few hatch back in November that you can see in one of our tanks right now. So they're, what, about six months old, if that's the right math off the top of my head. Wow. I didn't, you know, I don't know anything about, I took, you know, I, took, I didn't even take a biology class in high school. I know nothing about biology. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that sharks laid eggs. I mean, I guess if I it was logical about it, I said, are they are they a mammal? Are they cold blood? I could figure it out, but I never thought about it. Um, so, so I, I wanted to get back to the to the octopus eggs. Are you sure, sure. there are octopus eggs? Are you <laughs> sure? I mean, if somebody just found them and brought them to you. How do you know they're not like, you know, baby dinosaur eggs? <laughs> but baby dinosaur eggs would be quite the find. I'm going to be honest with you. Now I'm hoping for baby dinosaur eggs. Um, <laughs> no, you, we, can, we can tell. They have, um, you know, a, a distinct look and shape. We've, we've also been lucky enough to find um, squid eggs out there before those, you know, and see those in the wild. We, squid don't do too well in aquariums, so we haven't tried to grab any of those but if you are um you know a good biologist and you've got your eyes open and you're looking around sometimes you can mm-hmm. find some some pretty interesting pretty cool things out there in um, our area Val I have a question I know I, I think I know um that a shark egg has like the casing around it it's that kind of that weird dark looking kind of coarse corkscrew looking kind of casings am i correct on that that's right that's for the horn shark has that one that looks almost like a screw and that's so mama shark can wedge it under a rock right there and make sure that nothing's gonna yank it out and then the swell shark eggs are the ones that sometimes people call mermaids purses the ones that are a little bit more flat and they have the little um spiral tenderly stringy looking things on the end of them and those are the ones right. that are supposed to dangle from the seaweed and look just like a blade of kelp. Right. And so, okay, so, and I've seen a shark egg casing, I guess it is. Is that the, I don't know if that's the proper term or not. Um, I, actually, on the beach in, uh, in one of the coves in Palos Verdes, this is years ago, like on a field trip, I was, I was fascinated. So does an octopus egg have any type of casing or anything around it like that? Not, not anything like the, the, intricacies of those shark eggs um those shark eggs are are really unique really special um squid eggs octopus eggs they look more just like i mean i don't want to say a chicken egg because the chicken egg is like way bigger but you know they look just (laughs) kind of like a little egg-shaped thing um but you know way tinier interesting oh i'm 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 fascinated that's what i love about the show jackie and joe is we always we do learn at least one thing if not multiple things but who knew we were going to be talking about little baby octopi eggs? And uh, we hope. I love it. We hope. <laughs> yeah. We hope. Octopi <laughs> le- we hope. But anyway, we need to take a really quick <clears throat> station break, and we have um, more to talk about when we come back. We're going to talk about right. some of the some of the programming that the Roundhouse offers, and we want to talk about the big annual fun run for the oceans that's going to be taking place uh, next weekend. So, so let's do a let's do our let's do our station break, Joe. Okay, great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and uh, we're excited to bring this show to you every Thursday morning and Friday morning at 8 a.m. live uh, throughout the South Bay. We, we, uh, Thursday is the South Bay Spotlight. We cover several topics of different kinds of businesses and special events and all of that. And then on Fridays, we have the uh, uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, uh, mostly uh, business and happenings in Manhattan Beach. Today, a very important happening is the Young Entrepreneurs Association, the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. Um, you can find that at yeausa.org. It's very simple, yeausa.org. And then you click on About. And then you click on Saunders Scholars 2019. And then if you scroll down, you can click on watching the live Saunders Scholars pitch competition that we have an entrance, uh, a team entrance from uh, Manhattan Beach today. And uh, it's live. I'm watching it now, and it's going on. And, and of course, uh, you can also vote. We don't know if the voting is still open, but you can vote at 503 272 
6822, just uh, text a, a number 2 to 503-272-6822. Hmm? I, can, I can tell you, I can jump in. And, so the, the voting for R2 is closed, actually. Oh, the voting is closed now. Okay, well, well. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's some of the exciting things that we do here on the South Bay Show. And now back to you, Jackie. Oh, oh, back to me. Okay, so Lynn, <laughs> uh, Valerie, I don't know which of you want to take this, but can you tell us a little bit about what programs you offer? You know how you work with the schools, what other groups you work with. Uh, um, we know that you had the big makeover. Uh, when, when did you reopen? When did it was just uh, in in uh, November, November fifth of uh, twenty eighteen. I'll I'll tell a little bit of it, and then Val can uh, she can supplement what I say. But yes, uh, one of the things that has happened since the very beginning was really the reason for founding it, and we still do it today is to teach school children. So just about every morning, if you look down at the parking lot in front of the pier, there's a a big yellow bus there, a school bus, and it's bringing kids and. The staff has just worked up this wonderful curriculum. So the the kids go in, and it's not just a matter of them wandering around and, and looking at the, the different tanks and everything. They actually get taught quite quite a bit while they're there. It's a, it's a three-hour program that they do, and it's state-sanctified and, and everything so that it counts as the ocean unit for um, for the, the schools that they have. And it's fun and informative. They're in the roundhouse for a while. They watch some wonderful videos that our uh, Aquarius puts together because he, he goes out there and and communicates with the animals and, and uh, videotapes them and makes makes these wonderful videos. So they see some of that and they learn a lot of things through a lot of, it's very audio-visual, the props that we have, and they kiss the cucumber, mm-hmm. <laughs> the sea cucumber and such. <laughs> and then they go to the beach. And so that, you know, many of them have never been to the beach. About 25, 35% of the kids who come there, even though they live not too far away, they have not been to the beach. So they go down to the beach and have some some exercises there so that's a very big program that we that we have and uh, I don't know Val maybe you want to talk about the volunteer program or or uh, you know because yeah that, yeah that's I very can, thriving. I, sure I can keep going on programs so yeah Lynn's right we have our our on-site field trip program but I also want to mention that we offer an option for an outreach program where we come to the school so we can bring some of our live touch tank animals or we can bring a squid dissection depending on the age group whatever works for the school and the the thing about the outreach program you know of course we'd love if every single student could get to the aquarium to get to the beach but for middle school and high school especially for little preschoolers that they're a little nervous about trying to get on a big bus it works great for us to go to them um, because we can go to a high school, we can teach every biology class that one teacher has without them missing any of their other classes. So that's another popular <clears throat> education option. We of course do have our volunteer program. We have the option to do a training I think in May and maybe in June, but if you go on our website and click on volunteer, that will have the actual date, unlike my brain right now. Um, volunteers are great. They are super helpful talking to the public. They get to explain the whole thing about the baby jellies and point out the baby jellies, help the small kids reach into the touch tank and experience some of the animals for the first time. So they're learning a lot, too, while they're giving back to the community and and helping educate others. And then, of course, you know, we're open to the public as well, and we want to try to educate as many visitors as possible that way. You know, I want to ask, Valerie, how far out do you go with schools? Is it any school that contacts you that wants to come and have a field trip, like schools out in the Valley or the Inland Empire, or do you stay strictly within a certain, like, L.A. County? Oh, no, we get classes from all over. So we've had, we have classes that come from Reseda, from Pasadena, yeah, from the Valley, from Orange County. Anyone that wants to come to us, if you can get there and you 
book far enough in mm-hmm. advance because we're sold out for the rest of the year. But if you book for next year and you can get to us, we'd love to have you. Um, those kids are Valerie, even more important to get to the beach. Valerie, let's, let's, I want to focus on a moment on something that Lynn said. And as you said, uh, you're booked through the end of the year. How important it is for children to understand the size of the world. It's not just their neighborhood. It's not just their block. We, we've talked with several organizations that expose children to the ocean, literally within 10 miles of the ocean, and they've never put their toes in the water. What a crime. What a tragedy. Uh, Lynn talked about it a little bit. Children that have never seen the ocean and, and are within 10 miles of it. Um, yeah, even can you even, talk about that even a closer bit? than that uh, to sometimes, but yes, and and that's a real benefit I think of having this program at at the aquarium. It does open their eyes. We also, you know, ask them what's this ocean called that's that's here, and and you know, some of them don't even realize that how many oceans there are in in uh, the world mm. and all of that. So that's that's part of mm-hmm. the teaching that goes on there. And yes, it's 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 a real eye opener for a lot of the kids, especially inner city kids that uh, come, and we have a lot right. of them. Right, right. Wow, that's so important. It's yeah, widening their been- horizons. Mm-hmm. We've been so fortunate to have some great sponsors and funders that many of the students that are coming were able to do the program free of charge so that the schools can come and not have to worry about, oh, well, will this take away from a different field trip or will my principal approve the budget? We want to make sure we get Mm -hmm. as many kids there as possible, um, regardless of where they're from or how much money their school has for field trips. Well, yeah, Valerie is our grant our grant writer, and and she does a very good job of that. She writes and and gets grants, and then we, in essence, give the grant money to the school so that they can give it back to us to come for the field trip. Well, if you have any any sponsors you'd like to give a shout out to, by all means, now is the time because we all know nothing gets done without you know some of our incredible local sponsors. Oh, yeah, some of our biggest education sponsors, we've got the Annenberg Foundation, Chevron, the Manhattan Beach Rotary, the Hotchkiss Foundation. We've got so many great people that sponsor the education classes. Even just families will donate towards the education class. It's um, pretty amazing how many people help us out to get those kids down to the beach. Now, now Valerie, you know, being a South Bay-based, uh, media outlet. We 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 are constantly constantly thanking Chevron for all the good things that they do for our lives here in the South Bay. But the Annenberg Foundation does not get involved with local, you know, uh, causes that have a local impact. It is the it is the it is the Annenberg Foundation realizes that when you take a child and you show them the ocean, it expands their mind in a way that is unbelievable. I know John Sakis does this with children from the inner city, and he has story after story after story of a child that went from, you know, an average student to a, a straight-A student because when they saw the ocean, they saw a way out of their current circumstances and they saw the future, basically. Um, I'm sure the Annenberg Foundation thinks of the Roundhouse as a as a as a very important part of. I wish I, I'm sure that they wish that there were more uh, organizations that expose children to the ocean. Um, tell us about that a little bit. Uh, what what kind of interaction have you had with the Annenberg Foundation? We're very fortunate that they were one of our first large um, funders way back even before I became the co-director. Um, back in the way back in the day, you know, schools had more money they could afford to come on field trips, and then we we saw a turn where that wasn't going to be the case anymore, and we didn't want any students to miss out on on getting that first experience at the beach, at learning in the ocean, becoming a better environmental citizen. So they were one of our our first 
founders, I think, because they do recognize that it's not just about that one day at the beach. It's not just about that one moment looking at the sea star, but it is about that impact, um, learning science, getting more people interested, changing the the vision of what a scientist has to do or looks like to people. You don't have to wear a white lab coat and sit inside with goggles on. You can be out in the water looking at whales. You can be digging in the sand for seaweed, and that can be a scientist too. So I think that's another important impacts that we have, showing that there's all different kinds of scientists, there's all different kinds of really cool, fun jobs that you can try to be when you grow up. Uh, and I think part of that impact is important as well, uh, in addition to getting kids just that first experience outside and in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, the exposure. I've always, I've always said that you need to expose kids to as many different fields as possible, uh, in order for them to find something that, you know, that appeals to them, you know, instinctively, uh, something, you know, so they, they have a feel that they, they, they want to go into and will be excited to be in. And, and the ocean offers so many. I just wanted to mention also the Michael Greenberg Foundation, who uh, who, who enabled the, the renovation of the roundhouse to yes, happen. Yes, uh, that, that, that was it for the renovation. And we're... We're very thankful for that too, because um, the facility now, as you said, is absolutely gorgeous, and it was a, it was just mm. a major renovation, just you know, sort of start from scratch. Don't know with the outside as much because that still needs to look like it did in the past, but the inside was totally done, and redone, and the uh, the. The people who worked on it really knew what they were doing and came up with the beautiful designs. And and Michael himself is very involved. He he really has taken to this, and um, he's he's very proud of the proud of the facility. And he has worked very hard to make sure that that it turned out to be what it turned out to be. So we we have a very tight relationship. He's on our board now, and we have a very tight relationship with the Harrison Greenberg Foundation. I misspoke. Yeah, Harrison Greenberg. I didn't mean Michael Greenberg. I meant Harrison Greenberg Foundation. No, it's fantastic. Uh, It reopened last November. If you haven't been down Mm. to the Roundhouse Aquarium down in the Manhattan Beach Pier, you got to get there. Now let's talk about the upcoming fun run for the oceans. Who wants to take that? I'll take that one. So it is our seventh annual fun run for the oceans. It's a 5K family-friendly run or walk because I'm not a big runner myself, so it's cool if you want to walk. It is down on the beach sand. We start at the pier, um, head north for 2.5K, and then turn around, come back, and end up at the pier as well. Um, It's a really fun event we have our touch tank animals out there we have a dj um this year we have some friends from the calcopa massage school coming out to um help with those after run cramps so we're pretty excited Uh about that um it's all the proceeds benefit all of our education programs so that includes getting those kids to the beach it includes helping us stay open to the public for free. That's one of our other things that we're very proud of, that when you come in, if you can't pay an admission fee, that's okay. We don't have one. We'd love for you to give a donation, but if you can't, it's more important to us that you learn something new about the oceans. So we need those $35 registration fees so that we can stay open to the public for free as well. And, of course, we're very thankful for all of our Fun Run sponsors that make it possible. We've got Skechers, Chevron, Continental Development, the Forbes Corrales Coastal Properties, Dino's Dashers, Gelson's, Regatta Capital Group, War Machine Marketing, Michael Lee Architects, Bayview Pediatric Dental Group, West Basin Water District, Aldrich and Turkmeny Insurance, and then the Calcopa Massage School providing those post-race massages for the runners. Nice. Yeah, people should be pretty excited about that. We've also got snacks from Kind Bar that is 
going to be out there, and we'll have some other refreshments, and it should be a really fun day. We've got a great raffle afterwards also. So if you're not a big runner, that's okay. Show up. The raffle tickets are only $5 a piece, and we've got some pretty cool prizes. A lot of the local restaurants and shops have made some nice donations. Um, you can win some pretty cool stuff. So definitely head down mm. for the raffle. If you're, if you're not into the early morning run, raffle time instead. <laughs> And and it's a it is a fun run. Uh, there are very serious runners there, and, and we have it timed so they they can you know know what their timing is if they've bested them themselves or the other people. The the first, second, and third get very nice prizes. But we have people come with their baby buggies and and they run you know families run. Some people don't mm-hmm. finish it. They've got their six and seven year old and they sort of poop out way through and and that's fine. You know it's just a, a nice family event for the the people who want to see if their kids want to start to do the running. So uh, so it's it's a lot of fun in addition to being a really good run for people who like to do the running. That, so do you have um, – I, I know that you have this annual event every year. Do you have other annual fundraisers? Uh, what, what are some of your other – what other ways do you, do you raise local funds? Well, we have had Sea uh, Starry Night, which is oh, right. a, uh, a fundraiser. Sea Starry Night. Um, it's kind of a regular fundraiser. We, we've had it in different forms. We've had uh, musicians come and play. Uh, you know, we try to have some some sort of entertainment with it, but it, it has a silent auction and, uh, uh, you know, a raffle and the things that you see at a lot of fundraisers. So we've had that a number of years. It's not... I won't want, don't want to say that it's annual, but we have had it uh, a number of times when it's been important to raise money. I think uh, one of the first ones we had was a, a, in 2010, and we've uh, had a need to have it pretty often. So um, that's that's our other big big fundraiser that we have. You know, uh, sometime yeah. in 2020 to look for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, Kelly and Joe, I was just, you know, just thinking that these the nonprofit fundraisers are such a large part of the social fabric, the social scene of the South Bay. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, we have so many we have so many great organizations, and they all have these these fantastic fundraisers. These these aren't your daddy's fundraisers. You know, these are these mm-hmm. are fun fund raisers. You know, um, you know, you're right. not sitting there eating some rubber chicken. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, serious, seriously, every, every everybody's gotten so creative. You know, between the five Ks or the, uh, you know, every there's just all sorts going on, and and it's so great, and it 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 brings the larger South Bay or uh, you know community together. You know, because everybody uses the Roundhouse Aquarium. You know, all all the South Bay communities use the Roundhouse Aquarium, so yeah, we have found that that uh, in the local community and and even broader, people do know about us and you know can have stories about bringing their kids there or coming there as a kid or that 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 sort of thing. So yes, we have made our mark on the community. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, all right. Does anybody? This is does exciting. Anybody else? I don't know. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, nothing. Go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say. I mean, uh, yeah. I think uh, it's important to to highlight the fact that Valerie started as a volunteer uh, at the Roundhouse. That's and, true. Uh, of most she, of our staff. They, yeah. Uh, that I think. That, Seventy-five percent of them started as a volunteer, it's, and many of our board so members important. as well. Yeah, I started. As Lynn, a Lynn started as a volunteer. 
Yeah, I, I started. Yeah. I was started in two thousand nine, February two thousand nine, cleaning tanks, and by July yeah. I was on the board of directors. So <laughs> that's yeah. my rapid rise at the at the Roundhouse <laughs> Aquarium. But there there certainly is room for for that kind of thing. And and yes, right. I, I think about three quarters right. of the board started as volunteers too. Well, that, you get you get hooked on the place, you know. Well, well, that's the best yeah. way to get your I, foot in the door. That's the best way to get your foot in the door. Start as a volunteer. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And, and it, I, it so gives, I just uh, would encourage people to do that, to to volunteer because, uh, you know, the fundraisers are important, and we we have to have uh, a lot of activity there at the fundraisers, but also we need to have uh, a great sort of endless supply of volunteers coming and donating a few hours here and there and maybe it'll turn into more uh, over time uh, as it has for Lynn and for Valerie, but uh, it's just, it's just so valuable to do that. Um, what, what yeah. volunteer uh, opportunities are there, Valerie? Well, right now our volunteer program is focusing on the public education aspect of our hours. So if you want to volunteer, we need volunteers that are Monday through Friday from 2 to 7, Saturday and Sunday. We're open from 10 to 7. Not that you would volunteer all that time. We we request about two hours a week. So if you can come in for two hours, we like to have people walk around when we're open, explain some of our displays to people, um, tell them more about the ocean, more about keeping the ocean clean, more about Manhattan Beach, the sand, the water, anything that people are curious about. We want to make sure we have somebody on hand to answer those questions and help them learn something new. We want to make sure that people aren't just sneaking in and out without learning something. they got to learn something while they're there. Um, and if you go on our website, there's an online volunteer application a lot of our volunteers are local high schoolers, um, and more than half of them end up going into college for something that is STEM-related, science, technology, engineering, and math. So we like to think we're helping with that, that we're helping inspire our future scientists of the world at the Roundhouse. You and that's something I learned, I learned also on this show, which I didn't know, that these days, um, pretty much all schools require their students to put in so many service hours. I I didn't know that when I was going to school we didn't have that, and I and I had no idea that now school it's a requirement that they yeah, have to put I, in so I, I think many hours. Yeah, that certainly is yeah. the reason that some of the the volunteers come, but. Uh, then they'll stay, you know. They they stay beyond what they need for the the ones that get get interested and are really STEM oriented. They will stay beyond what they need for their um, schoolwork. So that's mm-hmm. it's a good mm-hmm. that's a good entry <laughs> to get yeah, them to get them there. The fact that they have to do something for their their schoolwork. Yeah, so, that's a, it's a great re- it's a great resource. You know, I well, think I only. I only learned about that from. Um, uh, it's not. It's. I guess it is a nonprofit. It's very small. Small new. Uh, a woman in Torrance took it upon herself to do a community beautification event the second Saturday of every month for a new local park. It's. It's one of those parks that's on like the electrical, uh, where the electrical line runs underneath it. And several mm-hmm. years ago, the mm-hmm. city of Torrance created this Seaside Heroes Park, and it's a small park. But the city maintenance, I guess since going back to like 2008, when they cut back on services, you know, because of the budget, and she took it upon herself to, to once a month get in there and weed and, you know, clean up trash and stuff, and it's become a thing. And I think she did form a little nonprofit for it, and she gets a lot of the students that, that need to put in their mm-hmm. hours and I, that's how I learned about it. I, did, I didn't know about that. But anyway, Joe, um, we have to wrap yeah. this up. Yeah, well, we want to make sure are... that people know that our our fun run is uh, is May 11th, and uh, 
it's thirty-five dollars now, and it'll be forty dollars if you, uh, you know, if you just come on the day of the fun run. But we definitely want to see a lot of people out there having a good time with us. So. And the website, where do people go to register? What's the website? It's brandhasaquarium.org. And it's, okay. let's see, that's all all one word, right? Uh, right, Val? Yeah, it's yes. period roundhouseaquarium.org and then slash fun run if you want to register for the fun run. Right. And all the information and frequently asked questions are all up there as well. Perfect. Fantastic. Fantastic. Valerie uh, Hill, Lynn Gross, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank Glad you for having go. us. We yes. love to talk to you guys. Uh-huh. Great fun. And and love we, we love what you've been doing, you and Paul Lynn, for for the fifty five years you've been here uh volunteering. Uh we can't wait for the next fifty five years to see what you do, Lynn. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> uh Jackie and uh uh it's just uh uh Kelly uh with uh, Young uh, Young Entrepreneurs Academy, it's amazing. Thank you for that, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Always a pleasure, Joe. Thank uh-huh. you, Joe. Have a great weekend. Have a fantastic mm-hmm. beach life weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Uh, see, hopefully, you can go down and and spend a few hours there, even if you don't have tickets. Uh, there's going to be lots of things to do at the waterfront in Redondo Beach this weekend. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Bye-bye, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.